Welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast, a place where you will feel encouraged by hearing God's stories from my friends that I share with you. Whether you're listening on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or needing a boost of encouragement after a full day, I want for you to feel seen by God, to be encouraged in your daily life, and be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents that He has given you. This is episode 105 with my friend Alexandra Caval. Alexandra lives in Charlotte with her husband and is passionate about empowering Christian women to live their purpose while more fully loving God, loving themselves, and loving others. She loves to encourage others to go from overwhelmed to overjoyed. We talk about so much on this episode. We talk about the Enneagram, how Alexandra quit corporate America to follow God's call to be a Christian coach. We talk about how to find true identity fully in Christ and beat the comparison trap and how she started preaching to herself in letting go of perfectionism. So it's a great episode. Thanks for tuning in. Here is my conversation with Alexandra. Welcome to the podcast, Alexandra. Thank you so much. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. I follow you on Instagram and we've never met in real life, but you are have just the sweetest heart and I'm really excited to hear your story today. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that we were connected through social media and we just get to get to know one another better and have a conversation. Yeah, I'm excited. So um, if my listeners don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, kind of what area of the country you grew up in, where you live now, and what do you do day to day? Yes, absolutely. So I grew up actually down in Florida, down in sunny Florida on the West Coast in a small town called Naples. Yeah. Um, so had yeah, had an awesome childhood going to the beach a lot and enjoying a lot of time outside, which was wonderful. However, I don't love the heat um, and just had always thought as I had visited family in the Northeast that there seemed to be a really great um, energy about it, a lot of good things going on. And so I just wanted a change of scenery. So for undergrad and grad school, I actually moved up to the Northeast um, to a college called Villanova University. And so I studied um, psychology and pre-med there, had a short stint um, going to a physician assistant program postgraduate, and then ended up going back to Villanova, decided to withdraw and instead um, pursue my master's in HR development. So did that and then was getting a bit restless um, being up there and wanted to come south but not quite go back to Florida. Um, And so we're between a few different cities and landed on Charlotte. So we've lived in Charlotte, North Carolina for, um, I guess, six years now. And I just like to say to me, it's almost like a Goldilocks type of thing. It's the, it's truly the just right. There's it's just big enough. Um, there's enough to do. It's very easy to navigate. Easy to get to know other people. Um, clean, as silly as that sounds, um, and it's just really truly a great place for faith too. Um, compared to anywhere else I've lived in the country, um, have just grown so deeply since we've been in Charlotte. And so I'm 
So thankful for that as well. And then of course being right in between the, um, in the middle of the country, we're close to, um, both, both of our families. My husband has family in the Northeast, um, in outside of Syracuse, New York. My family's in Florida. We're literally smack dab in the middle. And then we are close to somewhat close to the beach and the mountains. So that's nice about Charlotte too. Not quite as close as Florida, but Hey, yeah, that's great. Yeah, you're kind of got the best of both worlds right there. Exactly. Good. Okay, so tell me a little bit about what you're passionate about. I know you left your corporate America job, um, but tell me what you do now and mm-hmm. what kind of tr- made the transition from that and things that you're passionate about and how they influence that decision. Yes, absolutely. So I've always loved um, growth. For whatever reason, it's always been something that has been fun and energizing for me. I remember going to a Christian conference where we talked about Myers-Briggs assessment. And I was like, you know, this is really neat. Was always one of those people, even probably at 10 years old, was making lists. And so that was always a huge part of my life. Um, I had mentioned I had gone to get my master's in HR development. And I really focused on the leadership side of things. So what I like to call the fun part of HR, if you will. Mm -hmm. And so we, we were always looking, how can we develop people um, and and how to do that and do that really well in the corporate environment. Um, But I I was ended up being with a few organizations that actually went through some very challenging times. Um, Both of, I was with one company in 2014 um, and very soon after I joined, they were acquired by a different organization. Um, which creates for a really hard work environment. There's not a lot of direction. Um, it's very stressful. A lot of people are leaving. Um, and I could just see the writing on the wall and so was looking to get out. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to go to a company where I don't think a lot of things change with the industry I'd gone to um, and see see what happens there. So I get to this other company um, and within a year, they're acquired as Uh-oh. well. Right. And so I had a moment where I was kind of angry at the Lord. Like, why two back to back like this? Like, I really know how to pick them. Um, and while all of this was going on, like I mentioned, I'd just also been growing in my faith, um, was joining life groups, was participating in the church, um, more engaging than um, going to, you know, a service, which is still great. But like, how can I make God part of a bigger part of my everyday? Um, and so as I got more and more curious about that, I just, you know, love love Google and just started typing in things about goal setting and faith and and all of the sorts. And two big things ended up coming from that. One was, that's how I learned about Laura Casey. I don't know if you've heard of Power Sheets, Cultivate What Matters. Yeah. And then also had found out about um, someone named Lisa Allen, who's actually on the Proverbs 31 ministry team. Okay. And so that's when I started to realize that there's this thing that combines goal setting and Jesus, right? Mm. And so that's sort of what eventually got me to pivot, right? Like I, I'm i helping to develop people for corporate values, which is still, you know, good. But what if we could develop them um, to align with faith and what, you know, God says and our faith says is most important and how much more powerful or impactful could that be? And so I decided, you know, I'm just going to do the thing and God certified as a Christian coach in 2016 and then 2017 launched the business and 2018 went full-time. 
Okay. So tell me if we're here, if somebody's hearing about Christian coaching and they might not know a little bit about it, tell us a little bit about what you do and who it's for. Yeah. Good questions. Um, So coaching is very future focused. So it's looking towards um, creating a vision and then figuring out, well, how can we help you get there? including God as part of the conversation, right? So we want it to be directed by him. We, you know, we can try to do our own thing, but it tends to not work out as well as if we let him to lead us. Whereas we think about counseling, that's looking back, right? You might have had a past trauma um, or challenging experience, or maybe you're going through something like anxiety or depression, and a counselor would be a really good fit for you. Um, whereas coaching, like I had mentioned, it's, it's future focused. It's different in that way. Sometimes we'll look to the past, but it's more of what lessons can we learn from whatever you had walked through and how can we apply it? So with Christian coaching, we start and end our sessions with prayer. Um, we connect um, the topic that you're working through to, well, how how is the Lord moving in this? What can we draw from the Bible that might support this? Um, how has God uniquely created you and what are your strengths that could, could help with you know, you work through whatever the challenges. So those are some of the things to highlight. And then coaching, it's very questions-based. So if you're doing it right, it's probably about 20% of me as the coach talking and 80% of the client talking. So I'm asking you those questions, helping you to dig deeper, process deeper than you might on your own. Um, and it's hoping that the, the end game is to have you get to that powerful answer right? Because it's just that much more powerful when you come up with it, right? Rather than, rather than if I were to tell you. Um, sometimes people think of coaching almost as more mentoring or consulting. Like I'm going to give you the answers. Here's mm-hmm. the next few things you need to do. Um, and it's, it's really less about that when you understand more and more of what coaching is. It's an empowerment process facilitating um, questions through the Christian coaching model so that you can move from where you are to where you want to be. Oh, that's great. So it could be for business owners. It could be for just someone that doesn't really have any direction right now of what to do um, in their life as a believer, but just wanting to follow the Lord, but not really sure where to go. Is that correct? So it can be for a few different things. I definitely work with um, a lot of business owners and I work with a lot of leaders in the workplace too. So it's women who have done really um, amazing things and have made great progress, especially in their professional life. But maybe some of the areas of their personal life could use some growth. They know that that change is possible, but they're just having trouble making that happen. Um, sometimes people think like, oh, you're working with a life coach. You must be in a really bad place. Mm. And it's not about that. It's the, the, the women that I work with, they're go-getters, they're motivated. And it's almost like up-leveling. They just see the potential um, and they, they're looking for a support person to help them bridge the gap. Um, so it can be on anything. You know, sometimes we do talk about career changes. How can we um, do that? But a lot of times it's more of the everyday life sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. How can um, the Lord be a bigger part of my day? How do I work through this relationship challenge? Um, how do I tweak something in my business? Um, how do I have more fulfilling friendships? You know, things like mm-hmm. that. Just how can we make life better and live it more how, how God really has intended? Yeah, that's great. I think it would be such a benefit for anyone, really, to walk through that. Um, I want to talk a little bit. You put on Instagram and in your, um, well, you talk a little bit on your 
website uh, about following God's direction, about being a recovering perfectionist. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit, take me through that, kind of the steps that you took um, that you are following the Lord through that. Yes. So it's hard and it's something that I feel like you never necessarily fully arrive at. It's just working to get a little bit better each and every day. Um, And so a few things that have helped with that is, well, one, there's a quote that I actually had heard about identity that just, you know, hit me right between the eyeballs. And it was that about true identity. And, And they say that if you can lose it, it's not who you are. Mm, right. That's good. Right? Yes. And so mm. that was so big. Um, and then you, you want to, I feel like what really has staying power is the truth. I mean, it sounds maybe the answer that you've heard before, but going to his word and seeing, you know, what does he say about you? Um, reading that, memorizing that, journaling about it, not just reading the words, but thinking, how does this apply? Um, I'll teach a workshop called the Masterpiece Project about identity in Christ. And a question that I pose um, for the participants is, consider what God thinks about you on your worst day and go with that and think about how would your life change if you actually believe what God says about you? Mm, And so so Right. And so when we think about that um, and we really sit in that place um, and we're continually feeding our hearts and minds with that, then that's when things start to change. There's um, something called the results cone and it's talking about how our, our really our thoughts and our behaviors, they're coming from our beliefs. So what are the beliefs that we're thinking um, and are they true? Are they false? Right. Because that's what, what's going to come out um, from, from our beliefs. And then from a practical perspective too, um, there are just so many good resources online, right? I don't know if you've heard of the daily grace company. I mm-hmm. love them. Yeah. They have scripture cards on identity. Um, my church right now is doing an amazing, amazing workshop called kingdom culture actually. Mm-hmm. And part of what it's so funny. We're talking about this today because part of what I've got this little laminate thing, part of what they gave to us that we're talking through it's scripture, um, our identity, who we are because of Jesus. So who we are in Christ, the scripture, and then what it means. And so just having something to pull at your fingertips to really match with whatever situation you're in. So you don't have to think about it when you're in the thick of whatever the hard thing is. Um, so those are a few of the things that that really stand out. And I'm um I think we'll probably chat about it in a bit, but thinking about the Enneagram, I'm a three, and so I'm a doer and an achiever. And it can be very hard to separate um my worth with what I'm doing, right? And that that can um there are some real there one is very connected to that, which I'm sure you know we'll we'll chat about, but um just really truly letting that soak in that no matter what I do or don't do, my identity is going to be the same. And it's, it's hard, but, um, it just, as you infuse it into your life, it just does become easier and easier over time. Well, I love that you brought the Enneagram up because, um, I was wondering, I was like, she's either a one or a three. Mm-hmm. I was like, she has to be either one. So I love that you are um, the achiever. And that's so neat. But it is. I remember when I was talking on my series this past summer with Michelle Dyer, she said that it is hard to be. 
you want to do, but it's mm-hmm. very hard to be. Mm-hmm. So take me through how, you know, we talk about your identity in Christ and that it's not in anybody else or anything you do, or um, but it's fully in Him. What does that look practically? Like I've been really tossing, this is so funny that we um, are recording today on this. Um, I think it's neat because I have just really been kind of going in my mind about comparisons and envy and, um, and jealousy and just in a woman's daily life and how we're walking through life. It's sometimes just right there and it comes. And I think about to a couple episodes ago, I interviewed Donna Gaines and she said that she had heard that you have to deal with the thought that comes in your mind within Mm -hmm. five seconds or the thought will deal with you. So I thought that was so good because that's what I just, it's just been swirling in my head. So if there's something that you um, have gleaned through your time in God's word about finding your identity in Christ, when you have the thoughts of, you know, comparing with others. Yeah. So I was actually just this morning doing a coaching session um, with someone and something along these lines came up. And so just again, God's timing and intersection of so many topics just blows me away. And there are two things that really stick out for me with this one. And one um, is, well, there are a few actually. (laughs) That's good. That's great. I love it. Yes. Okay. So one is almost the visual of you're running your race. Mm -hmm. And so you're running, running, running. You have a destination that's probably directly in front of you, right? Um, If we're following the Lord and we're in his path. But so oftentimes we might turn our head to the side. We veer to the left. We veer to the right. Maybe even we're looking behind us and trying to run backwards and and look to stay in the past, right? How effective is that in getting us to that along that straight path? We are just going to flail all over. It's not going to be fun um, or easy. Not that it is going to be easy even when you do follow him, right? But we we just make it much harder on ourselves that I think than we have than it can needs to be. Um, so that visual is really big for me, keeping my eyes on him, keeping focused on who he is, um, and less about who I feel like I'm not or where I'm lacking. Um, so that's brings up another thing that, that, that for me needs to be really front of mind. And that sometimes when I notice that I've got a lot of doubt or thinking, well, they already did something. Um, I can't, I can't do it well enough. Right. I, I notice that I'm operating in my own strength. I'm not letting him um, work through me. And so when I allow that to happen, when I allow the Holy Spirit to pour out through me, that that is when I can do those amazing things because it's in partnership with him, right? So to take some of that pressure off my own shoulders. Um, and then another thing someone had mentioned at one point is to think about a bookstore, right? That there are a million books. You think about like the topic, I think this might've been Christy, right? Who's so oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, there's hundreds of books on yoga. There's not just one. There are all these different specialists. People say it in a different way. Um, and that's what we've got to think about ourselves too. There's not just mm-hmm. one, you know, fitness coach, one whatever. There's so many different people. Um, and there are people that you are purposed to speak directly to, that your story is directly meant for, that your personality or style uh, is extremely impactful for. And then it makes me think of just one more thing. Someone's like, what if when we look in the mirror, what we see um, is actually what God created and how he sees us? 
and how might things change then? And I just loved how beautiful that that example was too. So that's some of what comes up for me as I try and walk that journey on my own. Yeah, that's great. That's Mm -hmm. so good. And so I remember hearing about, you know, run your race and, um, and that scripture that don't look to the right or to the left, you know, mm-hmm. to focus on him. I love that. The word pictures. Uh, I love that. That's great. Thank you for sharing that encouragement. Yeah. We're going to go ahead and go jump into my eat, read, love segment. Sure. So I want to know what you're eating, what you're reading, what you're loving. Yes, these are so fun. I love questions <laughs> like these. I Good. In the original days of like blogging. I feel like we talked about these basic things. And so I love that this is part of the podcast too. Good. Okay. So eating, um, I don't know if there's if other Enneagram threes feel me on this, but I have a really hard time with cooking. I just want to use my time to do other, as much as I know it's useful and we need it. I just want to spend my time doing other things. Um, so all that to say when I eat, it's usually something very simple. And then my favorite hack, if you will, that I've just started um, this month is to buy that giant Costco sized bag of the kale salad mix with the different toppings thrown yes, in. Yes. Yes. Breaking that out through across the week. And then I'll put shred up a rotisserie chicken and then throw that on top of it. Um, And I've just been so happy with how simple and also healthy that meal is. Yes. Yes. I have one. um, I've done that at Costco with the chicken for sure. Um, But I had the bag salad from Kroger. Kroger's are kind of like, yeah, whatever grocery store. But um, but yeah, it's it's so easy, but that Mm -hmm. sounds good. Okay. What are you reading? Okay, so there are a couple of different things I'm reading right now. I'm in um, several Bible studies this fall. Again, maybe three tendencies. It's so hard to say no. And I (laughs) I really do love doing all the things and meeting all the people. And so actually, one is rereading. And to be honest, I don't know that I've ever reread a book before. So this is a new experience for me. I know. Um, But I'm rereading Restless by Jenny Allen. Okay, I've never read it. It sounds great. Okay, yes. so you're on our second time, so it, yes. it must be something I need to read. <laughs> and it's so worth it. I mean, that was, it, it was sort of like one of those God moments. I was um, at a corporate job, I guess it was five years ago now. And just like when you know you you are searching for something specific, you just don't, you hope that you're going to find it and you know, you'll know it when you see it. And it was just that the book was on the bookshelf. It was almost like the angel singing moment. And it's <laughs> restless, you're made for more like this. This is exactly what yes. my heart needs right now. So that's been great. I'm doing a Bible study, um, which is just a crazy, again, God moment, too, with these amazing women who actually are um, still blogging. And I remember being in Pennsylvania and reading their blogs and thinking, wow, it seems like they have a really nice life in Charlotte. Maybe that should be an area where I consider. And here I wow. am later sitting over Bible study and talking with, with them. It's just surreal. Oh, wow. That is so neat. That is so neat. So much fun. And then one of the other ones, um, I think this is the correct title, but it's talking all about God's characteristics and it's called In His Image by Jen Wilkin. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So this is the first Jen Wilkin book I've ever read. So I'm okay. excited for that. And then um, I don't know if you've heard of Rachel Kincaid, but she is leading it. And I'm telling you, um, she preaches. It is just okay. fire and amazing. Um, and so it's just so been such a blessing to be able to go through that book and um, dive more into his word um, being led by her. 
Now, is this in, online or is this in person where she's leading it? Okay. Yeah. So she's in Charlotte. Great. Yes. That is so neat. I have heard her name. So that's neat. That's really neat. Oh, I forgot to ask you something. What mm-hmm. was it like meeting Laura, Laura Casey? I Did mean, you just love it? She is so personable. I can't even tell you. It's we we start to we had emailed back and forth once or twice, and she just grabs my hands and says hello, and we have this deep conversation. And she looks at you like you are the only person in the mm. world that exists. And she's just she's so full of joy and enthusiasm, um, and just has such a genuine heart. And so it was unbelievable to meet her, see her up on the stage. Um, and then I'm actually going to cultivate your year live in December. So I'll get to see her again soon. Fun. Yeah. That sounds great. So do you yes. use her power sheets? I have never used them, but I hear they're amazing. Oh yeah. They're an incredible tool. Um, they're late. There's so much thought and intention behind them. If you go through them, um, and you work through them regularly, you are, you're going to see massive change in your life. Um, I had bought a set a couple of years ago and then it was truly like an Oprah moment when all of a sudden in the middle of her talk, she brings out a beautiful set of power sheets for every participant (sighs) audience. Oh my word. It was a real <laughs> experience. So I've got a new um, set through that too that I've been enjoying going through. Mm-hmm. That's neat. That's so yes. neat. Okay. What are you loving? Yeah. Okay. So what I'm loving because we just yesterday was the first day of fall. Yeah. Um, I'm loving all the pumpkin scented things. <laughs> and so I feel like from growing up in Florida, you just, whether it be candles or decorations, I mean, you get really, really into it because that is the sign. Of That's it. And uh-huh. so um, an anthropology pumpkin clove candle that I have just been sitting on my desk and lighting during the day and just creates a really precious workspace. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining me today. This was so fun. I love talking to you. Of course, it was so much fun getting to know you better and just chat about Jesus and goal setting and all of the fun things. Love it. Now, where can we find you online? Yeah, so there are two probably really good places to point out. Um, one is on the website. And so the name of my business is Grace Space Christian Coaching. So really the heart behind that is that we're creating this room, this judgment-free zone to kind of lay everything out on the table and then make sense of it all and do something with it. Um, and then Grace Space. So Grace Space for the Holy Spirit to speak. Time to just get quiet um, and get curious what he's got to say to you. So all that to say, uh, the website is the word grace, the word space. So gracespacechristiancoaching.com. And if you hit forward slash subscribe, you'll uh, be directed to one of my very favorite resources that I've created for clients. It's called how to make your vision board come to life in seven simple steps. So I'm guessing, you know, a lot of us at the beginning of the year might've created our goals or some fun board on Pinterest. And then there's a good chance maybe we haven't gone back to it since January. And so I walk you through with my very best steps, how to actually make that um, a reality and how to implement And then if you love social media, you can find me on um, both Facebook and Instagram. And I'm at Grace Space Christian Coaching there. Good deal. Well, awesome. Thanks so much for giving us time today. And I cannot wait for everybody to check you out online. Thanks, girl. Of course. Okay, y'all. I am going to do the outro in just a minute. But I have to tell you, I have to be honest with you. I thought, and I usually do my, (laughs) I thought Alexandra was single, 
And I don't know why I got that. I had read her profile on her website. I had followed her on Instagram. I have seen her husband on there. Like, I have no idea why I thought that she was single. However, I did. And so when I emailed her um, kind of topics that we're going to discuss, there was a whole section about singleness and being single in 2019 and what that looks like with social media and phones and all that. Anyway, come to find out she is not single. I started asking her a single question, a question about singleness, and then I was like, she just talked about her husband. Wait. <laughs> but anyway, we laugh at it at the end, and I could not cut it out. Y'all, she has an incredible story of how she and her husband met, and I just wanted you to hear this neat story and to tell you and show you I'm not perfect. <laughs> not that you thought I was, but nobody's perfect. And even though I can do my thorough research that I pride myself in, pride go with before or fall, um, I'm going to miss stuff. And that's what happened. <laughs> so here's the story. Uh, and I just love that God intersected our conversation and we talked a majority about identity in Christ. I think that it's going to resonate with, it's resonated with me. So I know it's going to resonate with a lot of you. So here is the last part of our conversation about Alexandra's journey of meeting her husband. And you are not single. (laughs) I know. No, it's been quite a while. It's been a while. That's hilarious. That's just, I'm cracking myself. The little story. I was like, okay, what would I talk about? What would that look Uh, like? Yeah. I just skipped it. I was like, oh golly. Right. Honor God. Honestly, I had had um, someone who, she just was so wanting to have this relationship happen and it just wasn't happening. And so she wanted to hear my testimony. And essentially I had shared with her that I kind of got to a place where we had moved to Charlotte. I had the best job ever. I was engaged. We finally got engaged. Um, and at, like everything was going perfect. And I'm mm-hmm. one of those people where I guess in a way I was lucky that it wasn't like everything fell apart. And that's when I needed God more. Um, and for whatever reason for her to just hear that, right. Like, okay, even if everything is gone, great, I still might have this empty space. Mm. And that can really, truly only be satisfied by the Lord. And for whatever reason, for her hearing in that way, it was powerful. Um, And then I had a long-term high school boyfriend. And then my husband now, he was, and I was just so sad when we broke up, right? Your first Mm. love, devastated. And then it turns out that my um, now husband was literally one floor down in the same dorm as me. And I met him like, two weeks after my high school boyfriend and I broke up and we just, yeah. And then I went to Miami. So we, we were in a different area for six months, just became friends. And then eventually I went back to Villanova and we made it official. Oh my goodness. That is an awesome story. I should have asked you about it. That's awesome. I love it. Oh my goodness. Well, that's fun facts behind yeah, the scenes. The fi- yeah, the behind the scenes stuff. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm glad y'all found each other and God directed you back to each other. That's so neat. I love stories like that. I have really enjoyed getting to know Alexandra, and I hope that you have gotten to know her a little bit better on this episode. Isn't she the sweetest thing? Love her. It is my joy and privilege to bring you these amazing stories each week. If this podcast has been helpful for you, I hope you'll leave a review. Thanks to Megan Higginbotham, who left us a review over on her podcast app. She says, I love Friends of a Feather. As a stay-at-home mom, podcasts have become one of my favorite things. I have been so encouraged and found such wisdom from listening to Wren and her wonderful guests. 
Thank you, Megan, for those kind words. I am so excited that you have been encouraged in listening to the podcast. So thank you for your review. It really means a lot. I want to leave you with some words that Alexandra said. It was a phrase that she said that I cannot get out of my head. And she said, keeping our eyes focused on who he is and less about who I feel like I'm not or where I'm lacking. Wow. Such wisdom, such truth. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. As always, you can find me at renrobbins.com. I am starting to email the show notes out. So if you want to get on that list, scroll down to the bottom where it says get my top five time hacks. And you can get on the list for those show notes to be emailed to you every Tuesday. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram at Friends of a Feather Podcast. Remember, we are all friends of a feather. So let's stick together. Have a great week and I'll see you next time. Bye, friends.